Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk MedTech, the premier podcast for the medical device and diagnostic industry. My name is Omar Ford, and I'm the editor-in-chief of MDDI, an online publication powered by Informa. On this episode of Let's Talk MedTech, we're going to talk about the most recent shakeup in the robotic-assisted surgical space, and that involves Mimic Innovative Surgery. Yes, Mimic is changing its name or has changed its name to Momentous Surgical. And here to discuss the rebranding and the name change is Veer Cohen, the CEO of Momentous. So without further ado, let's talk MedTech with Veer Cohen, Momentous CEO. Welcome to Let's Talk MedTech. I'm so happy that you're on the program today. Uh, How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you, Omar, and thank you for the wonderful invitation. Sure, sure. You know, I want to kick things off right now and talk about the massive news coming out of the company. So there's this massive rebrand right now. Can you talk a little bit about that and the decision behind the rebranding? Sure, absolutely. And I think I'll start with a little bit of background about how the company was founded and what led us to this moment. I've been many years in the Israeli Ministry of Defense to develop fine robotic systems, cybermicron accuracy, and in course of duty, I met with a professor from the Technion that had a revolutionary idea to develop robotic systems that had fingers to make it easier to grasp different tissues. And quite frankly, after talking to a lot of surgeons, I understand they want to feel immersed in the surgical field. So I've developed a robotic system that has the entire upper extremity of shoulder, elbow, and wrist that allows reaching more than 360 degrees of rotation and articulation, which mimics the motion of the surgeon, and therefore that was the original name of the company. But eventually, as an innovative and visionary technology-oriented company, we really wanted to ensure that our brand aligned with our vision and core values and express what we want to do moving forward. And our new company name, Momentous Surgical, really demonstrates our continuous momentum and represents the movement and momentum of our instrumentation and articulation, bringing the shoulder, elbow, and wrist to life. And that would really allow surgeons to reach regions that are non-feasible today. And eventually it was a very, very exciting process And that was behind the massive rebranding. It really got all the teams throughout different disciplines to sit down and think who we are, what's momentous DNA for our employees, for our customers, and how we see the field of surgical robotics evolves. It was a really exciting process. Was it hard for you to move away from from the Mimic name? And do you think that um, there, do you think you, might have some, I don't want to say pushback, but just some that want to hold on or want to remember it or or, or still think about the technology and the company in that way. Well, I can say that Mimic will already be and will stay a part of the company. But after thinking about who we are as a commercialized company, what we want the company name to represent throughout the entire process to our employees and customers, we really think the new name, Momentous Surgical, 
stands out and represents what the company DNA is all about. So we'll always have a, a, a good thinking process of, of what Memic is and what, what was the origin of the company, but we are really, really excited and the feedback that we got from our customers and, and colleagues is just tremendous. Now, the company changing the name, that's not the only thing that happened. We also had the technology go through a rebranding as well. And this was unveiled during Project M on July 1st during the Society of Robotic and Digital Surgery uh, 2022 annual meeting in Florida. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the name change, that rebranding? Absolutely. I will start by explaining the SRS, the Society of Robotic Surgeons, the annual meeting was, was just a great opportunity because it gives us the environment uh, surrounded by our industry peers, surgeon, investors, and who, everyone that creates our community. And we thought it's a good opportunity, additional to the company rebrand, to announce the technology rebrand to a Nova surgical system. And eventually it stands out to making sure that the values of, of the actual product refer to something as a bold new robotic system that really gives robotics a human touch. It's a novel surgical system, therefore a novo, and it actually highlights the technology and what it is. Eventually, the original name was Hominis, which is humanoid in Latin, and we understood from our initial customers that our technology is much, much more than just the shoulder, elbow, and wrist. And therefore, the Nova system represents the technology in a better way. Eventually, the fact that it mimics the shoulder, elbow, and wrist, that, that's obvious. That's the core technology. But it was like a domino effect that those articulations allows us to change the entire, the entire architecture of the system. So the capital equipment, because all of the movements and the technology and the position and technology in the surgery elbow and wrist are internal, the capital equipment is a fraction of the size and therefore a fraction of the cost of other robotic systems. And therefore, it allows easier patient access. It allows us to do surgeries that are non-feasible to date, such as transvaginal approach to gynecology, which are initial indication, and now we are pursuing additional indications. But the new name of the technology really represents the entire ecosystem that our instrumentations creates, which is much more than just a shoulder, elbow, and wrist. I've got to tell you, when I saw the name, uh, when I saw Project M, that had so much mystery surrounding it. You could tell some big news was going to come out of that. Um, and it just seems to suit everything that's coming out of the company right now. But Project M, I've got to tell you, hats off to you. That's, a, that's an amazing marketing strategy to drum up interest about your technology. Thank you. And I, I got to hand it to the team. I think what we did in the last year, in addition to building the company and the technology, We've built a very strong uh, leadership team that has tremendous experience on all aspects of the design, development, manufacturing, and commercializing robotic platforms, and, and they did a great job. Let's move on to FDA nods right now. Um, does the technology, well, you mentioned that the technology does have some indications. Could you state those and also dive a little bit into some additional indications that uh, that you might go into? I know you're speaking about some earlier. 
Absolutely. So the Innova Surgical System was granted the Innova Marketing Authorization in, in early 2021. And it's the first and only FDA authorized system that featured the miniaturized humanoid chip that provides the dexterity and multi-planner flexibility. And the first indication for use that we pursued was single-site natural orifice laparoscopic assisted transvaginal uh, gynecological indication, such as hysterectomies, salpingectomies, oophorectomies, adnexectomy, ovarian cysts, and a combination between them. And we went over to those indications because there's a real strong clinical and economical value proposition with our approach that we bring to the table that currently the vaginal access is, is without a doubt, it's the best approach for the patients, for the surgeons, for the hospital, and for the entire ecosystem. But unfortunately, only a fraction of the patient population can benefit from that approach, only about 16%. And what we proved in our clinical studies is that we can broaden the feasibility, and that, that's the data that was submitted for the FDA. We can broaden the feasibility of the transvaginal access in cases and pathologies that were just non-reachable and off-bound with other techniques and other technologies. And, and this is just the starting point. The system with the extended reach and maneuverability, we can do much more than gynecology. We decided to go with gynecology due to those specific unmet needs. But at the SRS, we also had presentation about our next indication, such as general surgery, hernia, colorectal, and we actually did transrectal cases as well. And that's that's uh, something that was presented at the SRS, and it was just a fabulous event that allows us to show the technology, show where we are going further with the technology and expanding our indication. And, and since that the novel marketing authorization, we actually announced several new, new customers and exciting milestones with really great uh, first customers with tremendous experience in surgical robotics an innovative gynecological approach, great training centers, and we just announced the first patient cases uh, uh, a series that was really successful. And also as part of Project M, we showed some patient testimonials about what it means to have a, a, a Nova surgical procedure and what are the outcomes. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I, 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 there's a lot of leadway that you have with, with the technology, with the Novo surgical system. And it's coming at a time when we're seeing uh, surgical robotics or robotic assisted surgeries, uh, that space, we're seeing it really growing and there are different segments. Um, but for this particular segment, I want to talk about how the company intends to stand out in a room full of competitors and some of those competitors have, have been on the market for a while. Uh, how do you differentiate yourselves from, say, an intuitive surgical or um, an Ascensus medical? I think they used to be called transenterics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so first of all, robotic technology is here to stay, and they really paved the way to what surgical robotic is today. And eventually, it's a great technology. It took the uh, straight sticks instruments, the traditional laparoscopic, and made the movements finer and more precise, and there are great benefits to surgical robotics. What we do and why we are so disruptive is that we can leverage our really unique instrumentation with the shoulder, elbow, and wrist that 
provides more than 360 degrees of rotation and flexion that we can reach everywhere, every quadrant in the abdominal cavity through a single incision. And the reach is so substantial that we can go through strategic insertion points such as transvaginal for gynecology. There are other strategic insertion points that I, I cannot elaborate it now for uh, a general surgery and abdominal access. And eventually, the fact that our instrumentations allow strategic insertion points, we actually have granted IEP on the surgical methods that we enable with our system, which is really a differentiator that the actual instrumentations allow surgical procedures that are non-feasible to date. And it actually provides a huge differentiator from the system footprint, the, the, the cost of it, and eventually, providing the ability and potential to provide better patient outcomes with those strategic incision points. I can say as an example for gynecology again, that this is our first indication out of more to come in the, in the near future, but gynecology, the societies, the insurance companies really state that vaginal approach to hysterectomy is the procedure of choice whenever feasible. And we talked at the beginning of this of this call about why and how the company was in, originated and founded. Uh, that was the statement. When I saw procedure of choice when technically feasible, I just thought whenever technically feasible is not good enough. I know what robotic technology can be after being many years in the Ministry of Defense. And I knew that we need to leverage the capabilities and the technology to broaden the feasibilities that technically feasible will never be a barrier anymore. Let's talk a little bit about the results or, or how the technology, um, how the Novo Surgical System has been used. I understand that there were some first patient cases that were announced not too long ago. Uh, how did those go and, and what were some of the learnings from these procedures? That's a great question, and we are we're really, really excited to announce the uh, great cases at HCA, Florida Kendall, and Jackson Memorial, and the first series of cases. And it really showed that the Novo Surgical System is positioned to provide a transvaginal access in cases that were non-feasible to date. And eventually, we were very pleased and grateful to have the support of those leading U.S. hospitals that allows us to leverage the capabilities of the technologies by the hands of really, really seasoned and great surgeons and to, to explore that and provide that better patient uh, uh, access, such as transvaginal, for cases that were non-feasible in Team Lao. And eventually that's what one of the key learnings is this technology has the capabilities to broaden the feasibility of the most least invasive access that unfortunately is not routinely used due to anatomical barriers and our system removed those barriers and really enabled that that's the enabling nature of our technology mm. oh, wow interesting interesting and I, I have to go back and ask this question and, and talk about this because we, you, you're mentioning removing the barriers but it seems like all of this is related to the design. And I know we've talked a little bit about it before, 
but uh, I'm just intrigued by the miniature humanoid shaped arms. And when I see humanoid, when I see that uh, in some of the literature, I'm thinking, wow, you know, they're real. This company is really trying to replicate uh, as close as possible the, the touch of a surgeon with this uh, robotic system. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about the design and, and flesh that out for us a bit. No pun intended. Or yeah, pun intended. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And and. and Quite frankly, in, in surgeries, the surgery, there's a very specific task, which is to position the end effectors to do surgical maneuvers. And you can position the different end effectors and the tools by using straight sticks, as in traditional laparoscopy, or enhance it with mechanical capabilities in traditional robotic systems. And, and most of all of the movements are being done outside of the body that are translated to motion inside the abdominal cavity. What we did is all of the position and technology is embedded inside the instruments with the shoulder, elbow, and wrist. Similar to the human elbow that can bend and retroflex, when I add the shoulder to the plate, it allows more than 360 degrees of rotation and flexion based on the human anatomy. <clears throat> and what we did by that is outside of the patient, outside of the body, there are no moving parts, meaning the capital equipment is so small that it can be actually table mounted to provide easy patient access. And the system itself, the capital equipment doesn't really move. So it's really easy to manufacture it, provide, it takes less space in the OR and costs significantly less. And in fact, in all of our clinical cases, I've always insisted to take the smallest room possible and in fact, I've insisted that 10% of the cases will be done in ambulatory surgery centers that was not really feasible for surgical robotics until now. But with our capabilities of small footprint, lower cost, all of a sudden opens the door to new area of opportunities. And what we are leveraging with our technology, with the 360 degrees, what we've invented actually that the system in our first indication can go transvaginally with all of the clinical benefits of a transvaginal approach, then retroflex towards the point of entry. So the surgeon feels like she's inserted the instruments from the abdomen, but without the puncture wounds in the abdomen. So we are marrying the laparoscopic technique, which is the most common technique in the world, the benefits of robotics, which is precision and dexterity, and the benefits of a transvaginal axis, which is the least invasive approach. And, and that's what really is, is the core and the center of the, of the technology in the company, is leveraging the instrumentation to provide strategic incision points, which is transvaginal for gynecology, and another strategic incision point for general surgery uh, that now we are drafting the IP to support, of course, those uh, access points as well. Well, there's plenty of news coming out of the company right now, and Momentus really does have a lot of momentum. I'm wondering, what can we expect in the near future from Momentus? So, clearly, this is a very, very exciting time at Momentus Surgical, and, and we are actually now at a period of rapid growth. And a huge momentum, and eventually that, that was one of the reasons that the Momentus Surgical name just stands out from and throughout all of our discussions internally that we have. 
And what we can expect, and we know that the Innova system, surgical system, is really well positioned as a disruptive technology. And we really believe it will transform the way surgeries are being done with the most minimal invasive approach, currently in gynecology and soon in general surgery as well. And we really look forward to just to continuous use in South Florida region. That's, this is our U.S. headquarters are in Fort Lauderdale, and we have several hospitals uh, uh, nearby. And we are really looking forward for the widespread adoption throughout the entire states as well. And of course, throughout the process, it's really exciting to pursue additional indication that we've mentioned earlier, and that has the potential to offer the, the core technology and the clinical value proposition and the economical value proposition to other fields as well. So if you come to think about it, our goal is really to empower the surgeon to perform the most minimally invasive approach with the right access and and that can result eventually as a potential to result in better patient outcomes at a lower cost and really opening access points that are off bound until now both in hospitals surgery centers and across the globe and i think we're, we're at the right trend the right cadence and a huge momentum behind us and it's a really momentous moment for us and eventually that's the exact reason that we rebranded the company to momentous surgical I can only imagine we'll see great things coming out of Momentous and and it looks like you're off to a, a running start and, and this is amazing. It's going to be amazing to document the growth uh, and MDDI will definitely cover those stories and, and cover the news as it happens. Wonderful. Thank you, Laura. It was really a true pleasure and I'll be happy to continue our discussion. Thank you and thanks for stopping by. Let's talk MedTech. That's it for this episode of Let's Talk MedTech. Thanks again to our guest, Veer Cohen, Momentous Surgical's CEO. Be sure to check out the company's website at momentoussurgical.com and visit us at mddionline.com for all of your MedTech news. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.